Hey everybody, welcome back to my podcast. Thinking, actually, um, just do something better than what's in your circle or better than what you're familiar with because it does go back to that cliche of, you know, never forget where you, where you come from. I go into jobs and man, I just, I just kind of looked around. I think uh, that's what fueled my ambition was just looking around. And I saw those who I wanted to be like. I saw those with uh, better clothes. They looked like businessmen. They looked professional. They had better cars. They talked better. They looked better. They seemed seasoned. They seemed solid. These were people that I was looking up to. And uh, not many did I get to you know, be mentored by or be in direct connection with, but it was that image, that brief image that I saw of them, whether it was a supervisor, a field supervisor, a VP or an owner. You know, at that young age, you're so influential that you think that's where I want to be. That's where I want to be. And of course, we fight so hard to get it. And when you're young, you have the energy and you have the mindset and you have what you believe is this you know, enormous strength and power to achieve it. And you start to work on it and you start to figure out, well, how do I get this and who's in front of me and how do I get them out of the way? And I'm not sure, I don't, I don't think you really are calling um, kind of the reality of it the way I just called it, which is like, who's in front of me? Who do I got to get around? Who do I got to get to? You see some form of it, but you obviously just don't have the wisdom to, to make wise decisions to attack it. But I think that's your, that's your best attempt when you're young is you, that's what you are doing. You just aren't able to identify it the way I just did. So I saw what I wanted and all I could do was work. All I could do was say yes. I think my, my um, greatest superpower was to not only say yes, but was to back my yes. And uh, at that time, that meant to me was just, yes, I'll do it. Yes, I'll be there. Yes, I'll take it. Yes, I'll do it. Yes, I'll take it. Yes, I'll be there. And it was on repeat. And there was a whole lot of yeses. Very few no's. Um, I felt the accomplishment. I felt the achievement as I started to, to get trusted. I started to get trusted and, and complimented and encouraged. And when you're in that cycle of those three things, man, all you want to do is do. And if you think about it, there's no guilt, there's no judgment, there's no thoughts of, are they taking advantage of me? Is, why are they working me so hard? Because it's momentum that you're caught up in. That's where you always wanna put yourself. You wanna put yourself with the flow of momentum. If you can put yourself with the flow of momentum, why would you ever look back? Why would you ever complain? Why would you ever doubt? where you're headed and you know lo and behold you know the way I started just a few minutes ago was to say I was thinking about when I was young and ambitious but the follow-up thought came when I said and now I'm much older and about a thousand times more ambitious that ambition never left it's always been there I've never let go of the ambition to continue to learn, to believe, to try, to change, to create, to produce, to commit, to keep going. This is all, this was all designed to keep going and it's been the greatest journey that I 
that I could I couldn't even write my journey down. I couldn't even fathom my journey. Which also led me to a thought to say, I can't write it. I can't design it all. Even though there's been huge influences in my life, meaning I've been able to influence my journey. You know, I've basically been some form of the, uh, the rudder on a boat to kind of try to guide this giant boat. You know, and I think kind of gives me this illustration of being this baby rudder on this giant boat or this ship when you're young, you know, you're this tiny rudder and you're doing everything you can to control, to control the ship. And as you get older, actually the ship gets even bigger and uh, you might be growing as a rudder, but the ship, the ship outgrows the size of the rudder uh, until I, th I think you're able to, to gain that wisdom and gain that faith and continue with hope and just to be able to increase your commitment, which makes you, you know, either a wiser rudder or makes you a rudder that grows, that's able to influence the direction of the ship. And uh, hopefully as you get older, I think, or as you get wiser, I would say, is that's uh, the, the more influence you have of that ship you're, 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 you're driving, you know? You, you see your path, you see your direction, and, you know, as, as you become wiser, you want to be that director of your path of where you want to be. So I've been very good at uh, being a great influencer, being, being that rudder that drives a ship. And uh, I'll tell you what, the ship continues to grow as you grow in capacity or as you grow in trying to do all you can do, all, trying to be all you can be. Because it, I'll look back and say the easiest thing I was able to do was I was able to control my career. I was able to control what I did for work to earn money. But here comes the but. I wasn't able to have it all. By all, I mean it means I wasn't able to have a good life, a fulfilled life. I was able to grow at work. I was able to get the raises. I was able to promote. Quite frankly, it was, it was just the most amazing journey of achievement because I kept going. And it was from the age of 18 to 30, quite frankly. That I, that I still had a job, that I still, you know, worked, had a corporate job. And uh, I was able to do it. I was able to maintain my yeses, my ambitions, my faith in continuing to work and uh, to develop, to learn, and to, con to contribute to wherever I was. But w within, that, within that journey, there was some buts. Because I wasn't holding it all together. And each one of my jobs, and I'll, I'll, I will cover those because they were huge learning lessons as I worked and as I had challenges and hurdles and, you know, experienced politics and struggled and, you know, trying to hold on to my identity as I worked. I think that was a big part of me that had a deep desire to hold on to my identity. I wanted to be me. Yet I was being... You know, every, every hour of my life, I started to feel it was being directed by a company. They were telling me what to do, where to be, and, if, and when they weren't doing it, somehow it was coming through emails and phone calls and issues and problems and stresses and comparisons and competitions and, you know, numbers. And so whatever, whatever I was able to have of my life was actually filled with more, 
more stuff that was put on my shoulders. Again, I understand. We all have the, the choice to leave it at home. And I'll tell you what I did do good is I did leave it at home. I mean, excuse me, I did leave it at work. I did a good job at that. And it was very odd because I felt guilty for it. I remember having weekends or time off and I wouldn't think about work once. And yet I had a, to me, it was a very critical position in a, uh, in a large corporation. It was critical. I was responsible for a lot, a whole lot. And that include, included the uh, safety of human beings, the safety of a, of a store. It was a huge position for me. And yet I was able to be off at night or on the weekends and I was able to completely forget about it and enjoy my life and have fun. And, you know, all of a sudden I'd wake up, you know, a Sunday, Sunday evening or, or wake up Monday morning and I'd actually have this, this little guilt and say, man, how, how are you able to let go so much? Is that good? Is that because you don't care? Is that because you, you've cared enough? Is that because you deserve to get your mind back, to get your heart back? So even, even when I had the great ability to let go or to detach, and I believe it was for my own good, uh, I still felt that guilt. So again, even when I had freedom at certain times, I'd, bring, I'd fill that gap with guilt. And um, those, those, were the, those ended up being the bigger hurdles because the, the biggest hurdles, the biggest Everests that I saw was just the Everest of achievement, the Everest to succeed, the Everest to be ambitious and to reach goals. I thought that was impossible. I thought it was absolutely impossible, which is why I cared so much to do it, why I pushed so hard to get it, why I committed so much to find out. And like I said, I found out because I started to receive it. It started to manifest. It started to come to life. It started to get delivered into my hands. And, um, you know, that, that, that puts you in a, in a, puts you in that tunnel vision to where you're only seeing what you think is important to you. And can you imagine being such a young man and trying to balance, you know, my heart, my mind, my family, my friends? You know, the people at work, trying to manage my health, trying to manage, you know, how I learned, trying to manage whether I was, you know, getting complacent, getting lazy, going weak, being down, battling depression. In the sense of, you know, there's days you wake up, whether you're, you have a job or have a business where, you know, things don't look like they're changing. It seems like you are on the hamster wheel, things like you're stuck somewhere. So you do all that as a young man, as you're, you're trying to achieve and accomplish. It's a lot to manage. So when you have this path where you, everything's working the way you say it should work, which is through work, through promotion, through achievement, and it's all through your career, it feels good. But there's times when you wake up and you're not fulfilled. Because there's certain areas of your life that are being neglected, that you are pushing aside. And during that process, it ends up being a habit because you've pushed things aside for so long that they're going to be real hard to get back. Or you're going to have to make some real big trade-offs in order to put 
those areas back that really matter in your life that you need. The day you wake up and say, wow, I've gotten all this, but man, how come I'm still sad? How come I'm still angry? How come I still have a temper? How come I still can't love? How come I still don't feel lovable? How come I don't have great relationships? How come I can't create great relationships quickly with acquaintances? Why can't I bond with anybody? Why don't I feel, you know, compassion for anybody? Why, why, why am I able to do all these things, but I'm not sure where my heart's at? And of course we say, no, my heart is there because I care, because I wake up, because I work, because... And there is, there's always going to be some form of good heart that you have. There's always some form of good heart. But, but at my age, I want more of that. I want more of the good heart in more areas of my life. I don't want to settle for whatever I bump into, for whenever I'm in that groove or in that zone or in that circumstance to say, this is, this is where my heart comes out. Because that, that means it's a choice. And it's a choice through habit. That you say, my heart comes out in this circumstance, in these situations. I don't know why it doesn't come out in, this, in, you know, in my relationship. I don't know why it doesn't come out with my family. I don't know why it doesn't come out with those that are, that are supposed to be closest to me. And that's when you start to extend the habit. Where you start to extend the effort to say... Oh, I get it. I put, I put this good attitude in a box and I put it over here when it comes to work or when it comes to my boss or when it comes to this meeting or to this, these types of people. And I've actually groomed the bad habit of not treating others the same way or not having that great attitude when I'm with others in other situations, right? So the good attitude, the great feeling, the fulfillment becomes the exception and not the rule. How would you know that? You would know that if you're living more of a great, good, fulfilling attitude, more of the time in your life, just about throughout all of your life. That's not to say you're going to go without suffering or confusion or, you know, moments of weakness, aka, you know, bits of depression, bits of feeling down about yourself, feeling that things aren't all perfect or Having the occasional, you know, head-on collision with something you never saw coming. Because that is the way life works. As good as you are, as much as you try, as much as you believe, you're going to have head-on collisions that you never saw coming. Things you trip over, things that came at you to knock you over the head. But as you know, there are things we have to deal with. There are things that, uh, that end up are obligation they end up our worry they end up our concern and then we're sitting back saying life was so good why did this happen to me why am i experiencing this am i not doing good enough am i not helping what what do i do wrong why did i deserve this you know those are moments of entitlement that's how those moments need to be seen to say why do you think everything's supposed to go right Is it because you're watching somebody else and you think everything goes right in their life? It's a bad assumption. Even if they have the greatest of attitudes, they they know clearly. Personally, I know clearly. Even when my attitude is, you know, on point, feeling good, driven, committed, learning, growing, receiving. I know what's going on in between 
There's some struggles, there's some hurdles, there's some challenges. But as you get wiser, as you understand life, I know that those are part of the process. That's part of the workout, that's part of the training, that's part of the drive. It comes with it. So you no longer live this life of why me? Guess what? You may have a moment where you say, man, why me? Why is this happening? Things were going so good. And you know what? Sometimes those periods goes on for months or a year or a couple years. But when you finally understand that everything, no matter what you do, you'll, life will still come at you. You'll still have to, you'll still have to figure out those things that, that you weren't expecting. You'll still have to go through those things that uh, you didn't know were coming. Those are the challenges of life. There's challenges within challenges. There's more challenges on top of challenges. And at one point, you come to a great intersection to say, oh, this is what makes me stronger. This is what allows me to know that no matter what happens, I'm willing. I'm willing to continue. I'm willing to fight. I'm willing to try. I'm willing to believe. I'm willing to keep going. I'm willing to have faith to know that as long as I'm willing, able, and capable, no matter what happens, no matter how I end up, I'm going to keep fighting. Can you imagine starting out young? And I hope you can imagine. I hope you have lived out an ambitious youth. But more than, more than that, I hope you've held on to your ambition. I hope you can look back and say, no, I've been fighting. I've been trying. I've been learning. I've been growing. I've been putting it all on the line. Because again, I look back and say, man, I can't believe how ambitious I was. But I'm more so even more thankful, more thankful. I'm so grateful to say my ambition, it's about an, at least, at least for sake of explanation, it's a thousand times greater than it was when I was younger. It's at least, uh, it, I want to say a million times. But I'm going to say a thousand. It's at least, I want to say a 50, I'm, I get fired up about my ambition because I love it. I wake up every day. It's, it's, it's the greatest habit I've ever worked on, which was to control my attitude, control my decisions, and uh, to keep them aligned with desiring, with, with committing to achieve, with committing to grow, to learn in all areas of my life. I've done this everywhere. I've done this on my mind, I've done this with my heart, with my effort, with my action. I've, I've, I've learned that you never start over. I don't care what you've done, I don't care what happens, I don't care what ties get cut, whether it's work or friends or whatever it is, you're never starting over. You're always going into a new picture with that much more. You're always going into a new area of your life that has that much more to offer. And it's that, it's that that'll bring you the excitement to say, I can't wait to find out what happens here. I'm here. I'm in it. Let me learn. Let me start. Let me bring everything from the past forward because I've learned, because I know, because I believe, because I'm better than ever. Think about it. Today you are better than ever. But you have to choose that belief. You have to choose that belief. Better than ever has nothing to do with who you say you're supposed to be 
where you say you're supposed to be at. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with that incremental growth that you have to believe in to say, no, I know where I've come from. I know what I've done. I know where I've been. I know what I've gotten through. Today, I'm better than ever. And then you harness all that power every day of your life because it never leaves you, right? These aren't moments. This is what you have in your wagon. This is what you have. This is what you have. This is what you own. These are your assets. They're in your wagon. They're with you. It's your strength. If there's any time you feel you can't handle it, you're confused, you don't know why you're going through this. Know that it's your strength that's being revealed. Nothing else, nothing less. It's your strength that's being revealed because you have it. It's in your wagon, but you have to believe it. You have to know it. You have to live it. You have to reach for it. It's no good. If you look back and say, I remember when I was strong, that's false. It's not true. You are strong. You have it. It's in your wagon. This is what you have. These are your assets. They're for the taking. They're for the keeping. They're for, they're for you to be grateful for, to appreciate, to appreciate everything that's in your wagon. How would you live your life if you believed in what you have in your wagon? It's yours. It belongs to you. Don't just leave it there to collect dust. Don't just put it up in the ceiling as if it's not there. Reach back for it. Comb through it. Go back through your stuff that's in the wagon and say, this is what I got. This is mine. This is mine. Man, that's, that's what your heart has to bleed. Everything that's yours is all your strength that belongs to you. That's what gets us there. That's what always has gotten you there. But you have to slow down and acknowledge it and realize it and live grateful and live thankful and control yourself, control your attitude. Focus on your wagon, focus on your future, focus on what's coming, but work on it today. Don't worry about tomorrow. The only part of your past you need is everything that's good, everything that taught you, everything that has created you. This is how your ambition grows. Your ambition, it's not a candle. It's a forest fire. It's a forest fire. It's a good one. If you can picture a good forest fire, it's not a candle. It doesn't burn out. It doesn't blow out. It's a forest fire. And it's yours. Let it grow in your heart. Let it grow in your mind. And love every day with it. This has been good. I can't tell you how thankful I am for everybody who's listened, for all the feedback. I can't believe when people message me to let me know how anything I've ever said or written or have done has influenced their life, has changed their life. People that tell me to keep going, I needed this, you've helped me, thank you. The people who've been inspired or encouraged, that's it. It's the only reason I 
It's the only reason I live. It's, only re- it's what I live for. It's to help. Because I know, because I've been, because I've questioned, because I've studied, because I've learned. And I just want to share. I just want to share. I want to share everything that's in my wagon with you. Because it's mine. It's mine. And I can share it. I can share it. And that's what I do. If you haven't, check out my Instagram. That's at stevegerardo78. That last name is J-U-R-A-D as in David O. So Instagram is at stevegerardo78. Check out my Facebook page. It's Steve Gerardo. Go through my pages, check it out, read it, let me know what you think. Please feel free. Also check out my story. Got a lot of st- cool stuff going on right now. It's in my life. I love it. I think it's cool. If there's anything I can do to help you with, feel free to reach out to me in any way, shape, or form. I hope to help. I hope to share. I hope to offer. I'm here. This is what I do every day. Every day, every day. I hope you enjoy this podcast, everybody. This is meant to bring out your best. That's why it's called bringing out the best. The best. The best. I hope you love it. I hope you live it. I hope you're grateful. I hope this has fired you up. It's the only reason I would share it. It's to fire you up. This isn't to fire me up. Even though it fired me up. But I hope it fires you up. I hope you go into today, to the rest of the day, to the week, to this month, to finish off this year. Fired up. Trying. Focused. Accepting of incremental growth. Because that's what this amazing life is about. It's about appreciating the small things that help you grow in the smallest ways that add up to the biggest ways. It's an amazing life, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. If there's anybody who could use this, please share it. Please share it, please. I just don't want to share it with you. I want you to share it with somebody else. Somebody else in your circle, whether they're older or younger, family or friends or coworkers or a team. You have a team you can share this with? Come on. Do you have a team you can share this with? You imagine sitting in a room listening to this? Oh, yeah. That's coming too. But let's do this. Share it. Thank you. Let me know. Be blessed. Stay well. I'll talk to you next time. Take care.